0: What if the Cincinnati reds signed Trey Turner now, before you shout no at the screen and turn off, bear with me because I've got a few thoughts as to how this could happen and what it would look like right here on today's locked on reds.
1: You are locked on reds, your daily
0: Cincinnati reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Live. Oh, ha! and welcome to the Aloha Friday live edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us live today. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have taken that passion, and we've turned it into information for you. On today's podcast, Jeff wants to spend money, and it's not his money he wants to spend. He wants to spend Bob Castellini's money. Uh, Also, later in the show, you are going to take control of the show. You are going to be in the driver's seat with your questions and comments, so let's hear from you in the comment section starting right now. It is open. We will take some of your questions and comments all along the way before we put you in the driver's seat for the rest of the show now as Jeff mentioned up top he wants to spend some of Bobby's money and I don't know if Jeff Carr had some bad sushi last night or what happened Uh, this sounds like an indigestion driven dream but Jeff you have a plan
0: I have a plan Steve. And yes, I know this sounds a little bit far-fetched for a team that we do not think is going to spend very much this off season. We have said that the reds budget for free agency trades or whatever, probably is around 20 to $25 million, maybe $30 million. If you stretch it a little bit, because after everything's said and done, when you're looking at the arbitration, when you're looking at the different deals that the reds have on the books currently, They're probably talking about $89 million for the team before they make any moves whatsoever. That is about 30 million from where they were last year. And I don't think that they're just going to sit on their hands. And we've been talking about, okay, they can make a flurry of moves. They can add this guy. They can add this guy. What if they made a splash move? What if they went out and they got Trey Turner? Now, the first thing that we'll talk about is 30 million dollars is probably what it's going to take for trey turner alone maybe 33 million dollars for the reds to sign him and you're also talking about convincing him to come here and play for the reds and not play for a bona fide contender but hear me out that contract for joey Votto is coming off the books this year they're not going to give him that 20 million dollar option i think we all understand that Uh, he's probably got to play out of his like way over his skis and maybe then some for the reds to even consider giving $20 million more to Joey Votto. So their biggest contract comes off the books. Mike Mastakis off the books. They will have no money on the books for 2024. So what if they made that big splash signing this year? You've got short, shortstop talent coming up through the uh, coming up through the system with Ellie De La Cruz you've got a guy that I believe could play third base in Noelfi Marte. The question's going to be at second base. Matt McLean hasn't really started playing there yet. You could play Trey Turner at second base and have that spot in your infield set for the next six, seven, eight years.
1: Whew. Um, wow. I think that, I mean, first of all, the Reds could afford to do this. Let's let's not pretend that they cannot. They can. Uh, they will not. Uh, you're absolutely right with the budget figures. They're in the mid 80s to, to almost 90 million dollars in committed payroll. They probably have 20 to 30 million dollars to spend. It will probably take 20 to 30 million dollars to sign Trey Turner. He's going to want to play for a winner. And that ain't what's going to be happening here in Cincinnati in 2023. Uh, on top of that, if they were to do this, Jeff, You don't get a backup catcher unless Trey Turner's playing backup catcher. You don't get bullpen help unless Trey Turner's going to do that as well. Uh, You have to take that $30 million and fill all of these needs. We've already talked so far since the season ended that they need to go out and get some relief pitchers. They need to go out and get an outfielder or two. They need to go out and get a backup catcher. You want to shoot the whole budget on, like, a trip to Ruby's Steakhouse when we really (laughs) need... a month eating at McDonald's to make the budget work. I, I just, I can't see how this is going to play out. I really feel like there's probably a higher likelihood of me going out on a date with Gal Gadot tonight than there is (laughs) for the red spending any kind of money relatively close to this.
0: But, but also think about it this way. You could pitch to him. You're the face of the franchise. As soon as you get here, period, he takes over. He is the top guy. And, He can be the leader of this team as they come back to prominence. Yes. I know that that seems a little bit hollow, but hear me out on that. You're talking about a historic franchise that has historically gone through a stretch in which they've been inept and absolutely to the point where fans are starting to leave. They're starting to go root for other teams. They're starting to, you know, take up Phil Castellini on his bet on his dare of where else are you going to go? And they're going everywhere else. You sign Trey Turner, you bring some of those fans back and you have a guy that can anchor a lineup because we're starting to wonder. I I think we believe that Tyler Stevenson can be that, but we have questions about his health. We're wondering about what Jonathan India is going to be for this team. As we move forward, we're hoping that LA de la Cruz, Noel V Marte, Matt McClain, Reese Hines, all these guys can pan out. You've got a guy that's panned out already. You've got a guy who's worth the money. Go get that guy and he can be the face of the team and take pressure off of everyone else. The, the thing of it is, and, and I think that we, we all do this when we say a big name player and we say, there's no way. There's no way that the reds can go out and get this guy. But I think that the reds should consider a splash move. Just the fact that we can talk about the reds and that they would absolutely just poo poo the idea of making a splash move before even exploring it, I think is just the saddest thing in the world. And if the reds don't do that, then why are they owning
1: a professional franchise? Well, that's the question we've been asking for a while now. Now, look, I I'm, I'm, I hear your thought process on a splash move, something big to bring the fans back in. And listen, the, the comment section right now, Jeff, is not loving uh, your, <laughs> your pitch here. Let's roll through a few of these. Uh, you know, Ryan says, good luck with spending that money. I think yeah. I, I feel kind of that way, too. You know, our, our buddy Scott Campbell is asking, do you have a plan or just 12% of a plan? Um, probably 12% of a plan. Probably 12% yeah. of a plan. And Wolfpack is, are you suggesting actually winning games will help convince people to come to the games and buy merch? That's crazy talk. Lock him up yeah Yeah, um here's the thing jeff even if they were gonna go make a splash signing i don't think this is the right splash signing there's a couple things just just off the top of my head about trey turner that would make me reluctant to throw the kind of money at him that you're talking about it would take a long-term deal to lock him up he's not coming here on a a $30 million one-year deal he's gonna want a long-term deal he's it'd be his 30 age 30 season and while he's been good his his OPS plus is one twenty two. Now that's, that's a good, but for the reds to commit that kind of money, they don't need good. They need great. They need, they need a game changer in the lineup. And I think Trey Turner could help make a team into a winner, but he can't lug the Cincinnati reds onto his shoulders and, and make them the winner.
0: (laughs) It's possible. It's something that I think,
1: the reds should actually
0: see and i i Corey, that's not a bad idea justin turner over trey turner i love i love justin turner and he would be a great bat in the middle of the lineup you could slot him in at third base right away and probably would cost less than trey turner too but i think that's where this conversation should be had is what is the splash move because i feel like we've been talking about realistic moves that we would like to see the reds make but Talk about how much a fan base would just completely transform overnight because there's fans out there that are begging the Reds to do anything that will make them excited for next year. Because as of right now, I feel like all of our collective feelings on this Reds team is we will be excited if they don't lose 100 games. And that's nothing to get excited about. That's like saying, we really hope that this plane that we're getting on doesn't crash when we when we go from A to B. Like, that's all that we're hoping for with this team. Give us something more to look forward to because yes, prospects are exciting. Yes, seeing Noel v. Marte mash in Arizona is absolutely exciting. I just had to play that one more time because I still haven't, you know, taken it off of our our brand list here. But when you talk about what the Reds could do to get people excited, Trey Turner is the kind of move that would absolutely get people excited. Four point nine wins above replacement last year for his career, a one twenty two OPS plus. You're telling me he would not go off in Great American Ballpark? He could be that guy that you slot into the three hole right ahead of Tyler Stevenson. Bam. The middle of your order is set for multiple years and you don't have to worry about whether or not something's going to pan out.
1: You know, Jeff, I think that, I mean, yeah, it sounds amazing, but I think you were much more on track when you talked about a a Corey Kluber type signing. The, if the Reds are going to make a quote-unquote splash, I've, I've dubbed this the, the press conference guy. If they're going to go sign somebody that will warrant calling a press conference at GABP and have the guy down there holding up his jersey and all that stuff, uh, it's going to be the uh, careful combination of a name that people recognize but lower dollars. And it's going to be a Klu- Kluber-type signing a signing of where the casual baseball fan will be like, Oh, I know who that guy is, but the reds aren't going to have to pay $30 million a year to get him. I think that's the kind of signing that they are going to be looking for.
0: It would, I mean the $33 million would, like double their record signing because Moose and Castellanos were the record signings. So that would double their value. So probably not, but I just want to take a look at this and, and do this exercise because I feel like the reds should explore a splash move and not just be constantly saying, no, 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 we're not even looking at them at least take a look at what it could do for your franchise, because you bring a dude in like Trey Turner and you slot him in at second base, you move India to left field. You can really start to see some things playing out, but that's, I, I just wanted to, I it's, it's probably not going to happen. I do acquiesce to that. And yes, Scott, this is probably 12% of a plan, but I think that it's 12% that the reds aren't even going for right now. And they need to at least explore 12% of an idea like this but steve i've got a question for you because if we're not going to do this if we're not going to make a splash move with this money what if we use this money to lock up a couple of dudes this season i would be much more on board with that And we're going to explore that coming up here in just a moment, but Steve, I wanted to also take a look at this because our friends over at bet online have the odds for the world series MVP. And right now the favorite is probably the guy that I would pick. Now, Jeremy Pena is at plus plus one fifteen right now on the VIG. So you could still get a tiny bit of value for him, but he's far and away favored than any other player. When you're looking at the guys in this world series, he single-handedly won Game five for the Astros. He single handedly is the reason that they're going back to Houston up three, two. So I think that it's obvious that he is the front runner for the world series MVP. Who's your pick right now?
1: You know, I am reluctant to pick anybody for Houston because I really think that the Phillies are going to pull this out. They're going to go down to Houston and shock the world. I think that's what's going to happen. I still stand by my prediction that this goes seven games and that somebody wins it in extra innings. Uh, I think Bryce Harper wins the World Series for the Phillies. In game seven in extra innings, you know, obviously it won't be a walk off because they're in Houston, but he's going to give them the go ahead run. I will take Bryce Harper and his plus 750 action over at bet online to be the World Series in V.
0: And if you want to check out the World Series MVP odds or any other odds for that matter, head on over to betonline.net because they've got you covered for the World Series. They've got you covered for the NFL regular season, NBA, NHL, college basketball starting up next week, college football of course raging on. So much is going tomorrow. Huge, huge matchup, Georgia and Tennessee. I'm going to be all over that over at betonline.net and you can be too because they've got they've got point spreads, they've got money lines, they've got over-unders, they've got prop bets, they've got it all at betonline.net because they've got you covered with every single sport. And you can check them out on your desktop or mobile device today. That's betonline.net because betonline is where the game starts. Thanks so much for joining us here on this live edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. If you have not seen us this offseason, we are here every day, Monday through Friday, all the way up through the winter meetings as we're covering what the Reds are doing, what the Reds could be doing, and what the Reds should be doing to get better for 2023. They just had their second season ever of 100 losses. Let's make that the only season for the longest time, maybe ever, maybe the rest of, uh, our lives as Reds fans anyway, uh, hopefully they can continue to get better. And you can check us out every single day right here on our YouTube page or on your favorite podcasting app. Just make sure that you're subscribed. That way you get everything that we've got coming for you. Lots of content throughout this off season. All right, Steve, as much as I want to, uh, be the guy that's right about Trey Turner happening, probably not going to be that way, but. What if they took that money? Because we've been talking about 20, 30, something like that, million dollars. And what you know, they could plug some holes, they could add some guys and things like that. What if they locked up a couple of guys? Because I would tend to believe if if you're telling me the Reds could sign Corey Kluber for a year, or they could lock up uh Nicola Dolo, or they could lock up Tyler Stevenson for five, six years, something like that, I think I'd be more excited about that.
1: See, now you're moving in a direction that makes sense to me and gets me excited. Uh, You know, we've talked about that. They're not going to be able to sign all of this young talent and there's going to be some heartbreak coming in about six seasons when they have flipped some of these guys on down the road. We know it's going to happen if they stick with the business model that they said they're going to go with moving forward. Which is much more like the Tampa model of churning the roster, bringing in the prospects. Uh, But you do have to lock up a guy or two. I would much rather see them spend the money and lock up one of the pitchers. And I mean, I don't know which one you pick right now uh, based on the one season. I mean, it would be Lodolo. It would be Lodolo right now if, like, you based on just what we saw this season. But I don't know that that's the the good bet. I think maybe it's another year of. You know, you wait till the end of year two and decide which one of the pitchers it would be with that. But, uh, you know, we've talked about it being Stevenson or India. I think that uh, our recent India conversations uh, in comparison to our recent Stevenson conversations say that you and I would both probably prefer it would be Stevenson over India if they were going to lock up one of the position player guys. Or could they even do something like what the Braves have done or what the White
0: Sox did with Eloy Jimenez years ago, where they locked him up before they even called him up? Could they lock up Ellie De La Cruz for six, seven, eight years? maybe because you're talking about a dude that those eight years would be very valuable and you would just have him. like you you would have him at a deal that right now to him probably seems amazing, but maybe in five years looks amazing for the reds. I I, I think that this is a question too. And I'd be interested for our community here on uh, Facebook, or if you're, um, watching us on Twitter or something like that, hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up at locked reds, but of course also our host handles, as you see right here on the screen at Jeff Carr with three F's and at S Offenbaker with two F's, which would you rather them do? Would you rather them fill out this roster, plug in the holes with some different dudes like Corey Kluber, maybe they bring back Tucker Barnhart as a catcher something like that, or would you be more excited? if they locked up some of these dudes a la the Atlanta Braves, because if you remember that list, and I wish I had, I had that ready to bring up right here. The Atlanta Braves have dudes locked up for multiple years. Like I think their first free agent is max freed and it's
1: not going to be until 2025. You know, the comment section is, is just itching to get in on this. Uh, Jeff They're you know, they want to, they want to lock people up. They want to, um, to make some signings. Let's, let's dig into, to, to a few of these because uh you know we've talked about a few of them but uh, i'm going to go back into our our splash move conversation from sure. the top segment we're just going to start working our way through these and and it looks like everybody's itching to talk today so this may fill out the rest of the show with the question and comments again we are live right. here on youtube this is my favorite thing to do these live shows for the interaction so let's just jump into some of these Wolfpack. He says, if they're going to make a splash move, should it be at a position that the farm has no thoroughbreds in waiting? Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm saying it's got to be a recognizable name, at an affordable deal, and it's probably going to be pitching. I think that's going to be the deal because really uh, they're going to, I think they go out and do a fam, not actually Tommy fam, but a fam type signing, a one fam, year deal yeah. on a guy that's looking to, you know, show that he still has it and great American ballpark lends itself to that. I think they do that for position player. I think they're going to go out and spend some money on a name to be the fourth starter in this rotation behind the rookies. That's what I think, Jeff. Let's pretend
0: for a moment too. We take the splash move and we move it to the outfield and not necessarily Aaron judge the Reds. uh, Even if the Reds did spend all of their money on Aaron judge, they still wouldn't afford him. He's probably going to get like 40 million, 50 million a year. So that's not going to happen. But what if it's like Jock Peterson? What, what if they go out and they get a guy like that? What if they go out and they make a move for Andrew Benintendi?
1: <laughs> that's the next name in the list. JD says it's not going to happen. They wouldn't pick up the phone to spend twenty million dollars a year on Nick Castellanos. It's <laughs> true, that's, and that's yeah. it's a very true statement. And then you know the 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 comment section is way ahead of you, Jeff. You know LG <laughs> says if the Reds are going to sign a free agent, let it be Andrew Benintendi. Yeah, talk yeah. that you you really like him. You you've brought him up yeah. a few times now.
0: He's a dude that I think – I mean, you have the local edge. I think that there's something to uh, bringing in a local guy. Like, I I low-key was kind of hoping they could go after, like, Ian Happ or something maybe in a year or two just to bring him in and maybe, you know – if he, if he's just going to kill us, maybe just join us and, and we can stop worrying about that, but Andrew Benintendi brings a lot of talent to the table. He's a good fielder, has a good bat. I think that he had a weird thing there in New York city that I just think, yeah, Ian happy, I'm sure. Um, but, but he just had a weird thing in New York city. I think he's a good player. And I think that he could be, if you're wanting to make a splash and in a position of need. Andrew Benintendi could be that guy. But again, you sign Andrew Benintendi, you're probably only making one more move because I don't think he takes as much as Trey Turner, but he probably still takes close to 20, maybe 18.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I still struggle to see them putting that big a contract on the books. I think that the Castellini's, you know, you know, big boy, Bob and, and, and son of Bob, the SOB himself, Phil Castellini. Um, I, I think they're just salivating at the idea of, of Votto's contract coming off the books and then being able to buy a new jet. I just, I don't see, I don't see them being willing to, to put a big contract like that, but listen, uh, Corey agrees with me. Uh, he says, to be honest, if the Reds do make a free agent signing splash, I would prefer it to be pitching. Mm-hmm. Then he says, my fanboy heart would love to see Coito back. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. I would love to see Coito back as well. The problem is, and yes, uh Wolfpack, they they probably could have had Coito last year for less than they paid Mike Miner. But Johnny yeah. Coito just went into Chicago and showed that he still got it. And he's going to get, you know, he's not going to get top flight starting pitcher money, but he's going to get decent money. And I don't know that the Reds are going to be willing to pay it. Would I like to see him back? I I.
0: That would be a reunion. I'd so. be happy to see. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to say I kind of wonder if it's going to be like around 11 million for him. I don't think it's going to be cheaper than what he made last year. I think he's going to get paid somewhere. The other thing about it is I think he's going to get paid by a World Series, a, a team with World Series aspirations next year. And I think he'll choose that over the Reds simply because he's coming toward the end of his career as well.
1: I'm not going to read this one for the audio feed, but I'm just going to leave it up on the screen for a minute. Chris Schreiner is really? willing to donate body parts to get Tucker Barnhart back. I would love to see it. that too.
0: I mean, I love to leave it at that. I love Tucker. And, and if we're willing to spend and I think that this is another question too, if we're willing to spend money on a big splash move, shouldn't we be willing to spend money on Corey Kluber and Tucker Barnhart? I,
1: I think that would. Uh, I, I think so. Uh, you know, Scott Campbell yes, agreeing that models, he would like yeah. to see him use the Braves model, like you're saying, Jeff. I think uh, I think there's something to that. I think the Reds could do that. I think they could afford to do that. Uh, even with uh, Castellini's crying poor, I think they could afford to do that. The thing you have to accept, though, is that there's a lot of risk with that. So yes. if they do go, let's let's just say – the stars align, and they they give Ellie De La Cruz big money before he has ever seen a big league pitcher. There's some risk with that, but I, I mean, we've seen Ellie tattoo. Every level of baseball that he's faced so far, but there's still no guarantee that that's going to be the case when he reaches the major leagues. So you, if, if you want them to adopt that model, you also have to be willing to accept that there will be some guys come along that will have big money tied up in them that don't pan out, which is going to limit a team like the reds from doing other things down the road. So you have to be willing to accept the risk in order to gain that reward.
0: And I'd be interested and we can, I mean, we'll definitely explore this more n- next week, but taking an in-depth look at some of the deals that they make cause obviously Acuna has had injury issues. Ozzie Albies has had injury issues. Spencer Strider, he pitched like 15 games. They gave him a long-term deal. And then he was an iffy dude for the playoffs because of injuries as well. So I I'd be interested to see that, but de- we're definitely still talking about that. And, um, you know, coming up here in a minute, we'll take a few more questions uh, from everybody as we look forward to this Reds offseason and seeing what they will do. <clears throat> Before we do that, though, want to let you know that you can follow us on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. So you can follow Steve at S Offenbaker and make sure that you're following us here on YouTube and you have that bell clicked to get notified whenever we have new content for you. Plenty of stuff coming for you this offseason. We're hoping for... A couple of big name guests, a couple of folks that will give us a little bit more insight into Reds baseball and kind of how the operations move along. We'll be talking, of course, with beat writers like Bobby Nightingale. We'll try and get Mark Sheldon back on here and some different guys like that who will give us their take as to how they see the Reds offseason playing out because... I think that in some cases it can be a little bit black and white, Steve, where we look at, yes, this is the number that they could add, and maybe that they go after this guy, but I'm sure that there's more to it than that.
1: Do you have any? Uh, here, here's a question from JD, Jeff, and see if you have any thoughts on that. How about a guy like uh, Chris Bissett to solidify the right. rotation? $12 million ish. You know, uh, okay. I I mean that's that's very not good a, in Oakland. Yeah, very good in Oakland. Uh, Twelve million dollars. Okay, I, I think that's in a, a range that you could consider the Reds feeling comfortable with for making a splash signing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would I that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I don't think.
0: And and I think they need to prioritize. You know, pitchers like Chris Bassett who do have very good control and they're very good at limiting the walks because we're going to have a lot of guys. Coming up, and, and you know, I mean, even Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft are going to go through their periods of struggle where it seems like they're they're having a hard time hitting the strike zone and, and throwing some good pitches in there. But if we could get a stabilizing force uh, like Chris Bassett there at the end of the rotation in the four
1: or the five spot, I'd uh, I'd be all for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a question here from Tate Boys, despite the fact that he has a Steelers logo in his Ooh. his little Ooh. picture there um you know that breaks my bingo's loving heart but uh he says he's he sides with just kind of suck it up and roll out all the young guys and let them grow together uh also thinks that green and lodolo are must keeps what, oh, what do 100%. you think about that jeff what if they're just sort of like screw it call everybody up all together all together let them learn and grow and figure it out as a collective group what about that
0: I do sort of want to see them exercise caution with some guys. Like, I don't think Noel v. Marte is ready. I, I think that you've got to have him get a little bit more time at third base there in the minor leagues, triple a, especially, and make sure that he's comfortable there. Now, Ellie de la Cruz is a guy that I'm comfortable with doing that. Like if he is on the opening day roster, I'm not going to be that surprised, but we have seen what happens when you bring up guys too early. Jose Barrero is our most recent uh example of that and they brought him up too early in 2020 and it just feels like it did something to his development clock if you will like it it spun it too fast and now he's having trouble keeping up and maybe he can figure it out maybe he can find out something with his prowess at the plate this upcoming year but it felt like it's even started to affect his defense like we know he's got range we know he's got the arm we know he's got the speed but I felt like there were plays last year where you just watch him and he just had mental lapses and he just wasn't always there and present for the play that he had to make. There were, you know, ground balls that he approaches from the side and it just goes under his glove and into the outfield. Different things that he's making obvious mistakes with. And I think that it all just continued to compound on itself, and you kind of wonder what we're going to get, if anything, out of Jose Barrero at this point. Because I tend to side with Chris Welsh and that the Reds shouldn't just give up on him now, but I have a hard time believing that they're just going
1: to hand him the shortstop position out of the spring training. Yeah, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's his job at this point. I think he's going to have to go take it. Uh, you know, I wonder about this, Jeff. I believe that Jose Barrero is a guy that's stuck in his own head. I think yeah. that you're correct. They brought him up too early. It, he's probably hearing a lot of different voices telling him to try a lot of different things to fix what is wrong with his batting, to fix what is wrong uh, with with his development. But you know, there's another guy that we saw. That had the same situation got stuck in his head and that's Jake Fraley. And he went down to the minor leagues and he openly has talked about the fact that he actually sought out some professional assistance to, to, to guide him through being stuck in his head and these thoughts and all of the, the mental fatigue that these baseball players Seem to deal with you hear that a lot And you think yeah it's just a game that they're playing But I imagine there's a lot of pressure There's a lot of dollars and a lot of pressure Involved with playing this sport And you know a lot of people uh, react To pressure differently I would love To see the Reds get Jose Barrero a guy whoever Jake Fraley's guy was Let's get that guy to Mm -hmm. talk to Jose Barrero And and see if Maybe they can help him through whatever It is that's going on in a Non-baseball way Maybe they can help him just get his head right so that he can attack the sport better.
0: And there's something too. And real quick, before we take one more question is that, you know, I I always think of this quote and it's not a baseball quote. It's a John Madden quote, but he's just like, you know, 90% of the game is half mental. And it's like, yeah, that comment sounds a little bit strange and completely John Madness and like out of left field. And it doesn't make any sense at all, but it just shows you how much is on these guys' minds as they're playing this game. Like th- th- especially baseball, I think is even more mental than some other sports because when you get stuck in that slump, your mind is just you. It feels like you're in quicksand. So I I think that this is something that it's going to be interesting to see how if he can come out of this for Jose Barrero, and that's with anybody that I think comes up to the major leagues is that you have to break through the barrier of what it means to be a major leaguer, and then you got to figure out how to then continuously be a major leaguer day in and day out. Because as we saw with even Aristides Aquino, just because you have a really good first month doesn't mean the rest of your career isn't going to be pretty crappy
1: (laughs) yeah and i really don't want to end on aristides Aquino talk jeff but that is where that is where you've left us let's go with scott uh here we go because you've had some thoughts about this well we'll take this one last question before we get out of here do the reds make a free agent signing before reds fest we have talked about this a little bit but uh you and i have differing opinions what do you think i think they should
0: I think what's going to happen, though, is it's going to be like a Travis Jankowski sign. It's not going to be something that is a PR move. It's not going to be something that moves the needle. It's not going to be a guy that they're like, oh, my gosh, they signed him. Andy's coming to Red Sox. Oh, my gosh, I want to meet him. It's, it's going to be a, you know, depth move if they make
1: a move at all. Mother Goose checks in says, just wanted to say you guys do an amazing podcast. I'm a fan of another NL Central team and yet enjoy the heck out of your content. Love your passion. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that. Thanks, Appreciate girls. being here. This is why we love the lives. We love the fan interaction. Uh, to Scott Campbell's question, do they make a signing? I think this is where we talked about the Corey Kluber deal. If they do make a signing, it'd have to be a budget signing for a recognizable yeah. name. Somebody that's looking to, to squeeze another summer or two out of the game before they call it a career. Career, but a name that the casual fan might recognize and might want to come out to Red Fest to see. Uh, I November? would be. Uh, <laughs> that's not the name. All right. See, we were doing so good. We were gonna wrap it up on a positive. Jesus, Jeff, wrap up the show.
0: Thanks, everybody, for checking out this Aloha Friday live edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Now, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast as host Peter Bukowski takes a look at all of the big news and sports stories and recaps and different transactions and all the different rumors that are happening around sports that move the needle that's locked on sports today just like locked on reds it's free and available on all platforms including right here on youtube steve the reds clearly have some moves that they need to make this offseason they need to get better what's that mean for you and me
1: well after today it means you are clearly not getting a job in the reds front office so you and i are going to pay attention to what the front office is doing we will monitor the transaction news from around the league and keep you updated about all of the action that the Reds may or may not do because we're going to be locked on Reds every single day.